that's so braven. If you don't listen to this podcast, do you know what happens? You get it. Okay. I feel good about that. <laughs> What is going on, everyone? This is Benjamin Raven, your host of That's So Braven on the Court of Nerds Podcast Network. Welcome to my lair. Not really. I, uh, I'm just moving into this place, and uh, we wanted to do some more video content, and I thought, this past weekend of crazy motherfucking spots from the New Japan show G1 Special in San Francisco is perfect perfect week to incorporate some video aspect into my blabbering about professional wrestling but that's so braven is all in at starcast uh the last weekend of august labor day drew mccarthy's 33rd birthday drew john and myself will be at starcast all five days attending the all-in show will podcast row live podcasting friday we should have some more wrestling content coming to you soon I, I, I mean, of interviews with guys and stuff like that. We are gearing up for StarCast. It is about to kick into full gear. And speaking of StarCast, we might as well stick on that topic to start things off. So bear with me. Uh, That's So Braven and the Court of Nerds is sponsored by Tardy's Collector Corner and Grand Rapids. Go see them. Gavin and D are fantastic. Toy collectors, go see them. Comic collectors, go see them. Poster collectors, go see them. If you're interested in anything pop culture, go see Tardy's Collector Corner. They're awesome. They're our friends. They're our partners. We love them dearly. Grand Rapids Comic Con, grcomiccon.com. Get your tickets now. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. They are updating. They are holding um, submissions for the film festival, uh, guest tables, stuff like that. GRComicCon.com. They are long-tenured supporters of the show. Uh, Tom and Chi, Granville. I can't eat cheese, but you can. Shit, everyone's going to see how much I talk with my hands. Uh, been on the road all day today with work, so bear with me for a second. This is the first video edition of That's So Brave, and we are going to touch on New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Special from San Francisco. Scary injury to the time bomb during that match. Broken neck is what most people are reporting. There's not much confirmation. Ryan Satin, pro wrestling sheet. Ryan, absolutely follow him. Uh, him and Meltzer have been all over this one and co. Uh, Scary injury, and we're going to show it a little to you later, but I just wanted to update you on uh, Takahashi's uh, The Time Bomb's condition. He's in a state that he can sit and talk with consciousness, is what Ryan is reporting New Japan officials are saying. Ah, it's scary. It's very scary. It was a tough bump, a tough bump, and it opened up a lot of great conversation on Twitter. A terrible incident that opened up just a, a WWE versus New Japan style, indie versus the lighter work of the WWE style. Crazy conversation. Uh, wrestling Twitter was going nuts about it. Dave Meltzer and uh, Lance Storm. I just want to say, say what you will about Meltzer, whatever. I know most wrestling podcasts out there 
that are from the insider wrestling minds shit all over Meltzer and his work. The guy does his work. The guy knows what he's talking about. He's got sources. Whether they're, they turn out to be true or not, it doesn't mean that he's lying to you. But Meltzer on Twitter and Lance Storm, follow these guys. They just add a level, a new layer of entertainment to what the wrestling world is. Um, and Lance, is, Lance Storm is a great follow on Twitter. My goodness, I learned something from Lance Storm's uh, Twitter account every time I go to it. Just seriously, unbelievable. Lance and Fit Finley and Dave Meltzer had a lot of good talks going on. Um, yeah, let me, just bear with me for a second here. I'm uh, pulling up the tweets. Meltzer was responding to a fan request that was asking, in your opinion, is the WWE style more safer than the strong style of New Japan? Meltzer answers, as a general rule, yes. But I've been seeing more things like busted up mouths in WWE of late. All the time. So not sure what the guys in WWE are doing that is any lighter. That is really any lighter. And that's true. There's been a lot of teeth injuries. There's been a lot of bloody mouths. It's interesting. That's a good point by Meltzer to bring that up. And something that even myself, someone who watches wrestling very closely, watches it all, no matter what. Uh, that's something I missed. That's something I missed in the last couple of weeks. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so that's a great point. Lance Storm replied to this. I've worked several strong style workers that were safer and lighter than your average light worker. It's about skill and care, not style. That's a great point. That's a great point. Strong style can be safe. And that's my argument here. There's a lot of people saying, fuck the New Japan style, Disco Inferno with just some hot trash on Twitter. Ugh. Blaming the wrestling media for loving the match quality of New Japan, basically. Blaming the injury on the wrestling media loving the match quality of New Japan. That's us forcing these guys to break their necks and to kill themselves and to do crazy, terrible, 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 terrible choices out of frickin' dragon suplexes. Or, <coughs> excuse me. Goodness, I, I mean, it was just a phoenix plex. Sorry. Uh, but bear with me if you will. I mean, that was, uh... Mm. As a scary spot, we're going to show that. <coughs> Goodness. Goodness. Dragon Lee uh, and Time Bomb had a hell of a match at G1 Special. Time Bomb went on to finish the match after this scary spot. Ugh. Just, ah, just a bad idea, you know? And I'm not trying to talk as an insider. I have never wrestled a match. I have never booked a card. I have never run a promotion. But my God, that looks like a terrible choice. And obviously terrible execution from hindsight. Ugh. And Fit had some strong words. Fit, where are they at? Fit had some strong words for uh, uh, Dragon Lee on Twitter um, when answering a fan. Not a fan, but it was uh, during the conversation with Lance Storm. That's right. I'm looking for it right here. Ugh. Just, just really... Man, I'm struggling pulling my tweets up right now. I'm sorry, everyone. Ooh, yeah. The fit tweeted. This is worth the wait. Stick with me for a second. I hope that time bomb is going to be okay. I watched that match at the David Finley, his son's house, wrestler. I jumped out of my seat on that move. Dragon Lee needs a punch in the mouth. Yes, I said it. If y'all want, I'll do it. Not really. Emotions! Sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny. I just, uh, I, I enjoy the way Fit wrote that tweet. Damn. That's an insider saying, terrible. Jumped out of his seat. Oh, that just sucks. 
That just really sucks, because I think that was Dragon Lee's fourth match in 24 hours, if I'm reading Brian Alvarez's Twitter correctly. Crazy. Because the match quality... Sorry, Disco, the match quality was great. That's what I'm commenting on when I see things like that, is match quality. So sorry to comment on the match quality. I'm sure if I wasn't commenting on the match quality, you'd be bitching about that too. Wrestling Twitter is the scapegoats of this industry. Wrestling media, excuse me, not wrestling Twitter. Wrestling Twitter is too. My God. Oh, it's bullshit you guys don't cover it like this. Oh, it's bullshit you guys cover it like this. Oh, it's bullshit that you guys reported that when somebody on the inside told you that. I, I, it's, the narrative going around is bullshit, and I love 83 weeks, and I love something to wrestle, but there's too much fake news calling, and I get that it's a gimmick, and I get I get that it's mostly a gimmick. Sometimes Bischoff and Bruce send it home pretty hard, and I love both those shoes, and I'm going to continue watching them. I just feel like um, it, it can be discrediting to someone who's busted their ass on that scene, and that's all I'm saying about that. Meltzer busts his ass. Whether he's right 100% of the time, whether you agree with his seven stars, fucking five and a half stars, whatever. Agree or not, the guy busts his ass in this industry and he adds a layer to the conversation and to the entertainment value for the fan that wants to be a smart fan. Bottom line, that was quite the tangent in this. That's the injury update on Time Bomb. That's very scary. It was a terrible bump. Uh, and uh, the argument was, why... Is strong style, New Japan style, indie style, dropping everyone on their heads. Like, there were a lot of scary head drops and in scary spots in that match. And I I love David Bick's fan on Twitter. I, I think he's great. Uh, not just because he'll share my stuff every once in a while and I'll share his, but because I think he's a very insightful foul and he always... He always makes his stance very known. And I appreciate that to him. And I'm trying to find his tweet here. And... Yeah, the JR thing. We'll get to the JR thing. Crazy. But David tweets, the things that get over... He's at, at David Bix on Twitter. That's B-I-X. The things that get over best on U.S. and U.K. indie shows are safe workers timing, camouflaging their thigh slaps well with safe strikes, loud chops, creative things that flow well in a match, and strong dudes lifting other people in interesting ways. Just pointing that out. All of these people tweeting, but WWE wrestlers break their necks too. Must have some fascinating takes on harm reduction programs for heroin addicts. That's a fucking good point. Uh, and people saying that NJ, New Japan Pro Wrestling should stop doing all these head drops is not an inherent defense of WWE. Fuck. And that's the point right there. That is the point right there. That is you asking for the New Japan workers to be a little more safe in the ring. That is not a defense of WWE. That's got... That's... that's No. Focus on the one promotion here. Because I agree here. There were a lot of scary head spots. Kenny and Cody with the awesome bomb to the outside through the table. Oh my god, that was scary. The superplex, while looks great on TV, it looks like they nailed it to this eyes, these eyes on TV. That was a scary spot too, because that's a long way down, and that's a straight trajectory up. And I mean you can't you can't bring yourself out on the suplex too much when you're coming from the top of a ladder back to the inside of the ring because of the ropes, the ring posts. Scary. Scary. Scary, scary, scary. But yeah, uh, it's an industry issue. And I believe that was Meltzer that said that, and I agree with it 100%. It's an industry issue. It's not wrestling media influencing the New Japan workers to work that way. We're also not doctors. These guys are doing this themselves. And it's a terrible tragedy, and I'm sending all the positive vibes possible to Time Bomb. But my God, oh, Dragon Lee, that should not... I mean, there, there has to... 
are these guys under so much pressure that they have to force a spot even when you're halfway there? Because it, listen, I'm not a wrestler, but it, it seems that like that one was such a spike on the top of his head that maybe you feel like it. You assume guys that do this at their level have a sense for when things are about to go wrong like that. You've seen the replay. He's got him clutched up here. And he's got to end with him here on the top of his head. Ah, it's scary, scary. It was a scary spot. I hope he's all right. I hope he's all right. But, yeah. I, I just... Yeah, the styles are different. It's not a defense of WWE. It's not an... Because uh, uh, I don't blame the promotion for this issue either. These guys are going to work the style of match that the promotion runs. Yes, of course, but... I don't know. I, I I just read guys like Landstorm and Fit Finley. Like, you can play that style safe. So, I feel like it's a little bit of everything here that... Oh, that, was a, that was just a scary spot. It was a scary spot. But, uh... Yeah, while we're on the show, let's get into the show. New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Special in San Francisco from the historic Cow Palace. What a show. What a show. I mean, it's a show that I have some mixed feelings about. And I see wrestling Twitter jerking off real hard to it and that's not me taking away from anything i liked the show i liked the presentation the commentary was okay sorry jr i mean uh it, it's weird go i don't know uh, the, the commentary on these shows is just different they don't know the moves they don't know the name of the moves they struggle with who guys are sometimes on the mid to lower card and guess what so do i but i'm also not getting paid to sit rings ringside and commentate on a the match so Big difference there. But, yeah. Uh, you can find a full write-up in the aftermath. Uh, I watched it on the World app early that morning. Early that morning. And did a little write-up in the aftermath. Uh, TheCourtOfNerds.com. You will find it. NJPW G1 Special 2018 and San Francisco's results and reaction. And what a show. What a show that was. It was a good show. It was a good show. Let's run through some results here. Um... Bullet Club lost in a crazy 10-man tag. Sabre and Suzuki lost. Marty and Hangman Page beat Kushida and Tanahashi. And this was a very fun match. It went a lot quicker than I was expecting, but something on that card had to go a little quicker than probably you would think that match would merit. But it was a fun match. New Japan is the best at marquee tag attractions. The absolute best at marquee tag attractions. Ah, oh, love this match. Love this match. Uh, Hangman and Kushida get the end sequence. Beautiful, clean sequence. Marty's holding Tanahashi on the outside. Ah, and Hangman hits the right of passage. Bam, bam, bam. One, two, three. Moving on. Fun match. Fun match. Goto beat Jeff Cobb. Physical, never open weight championship match. I, I'll, Goto just got the belt back after eh, that belt. Flip, 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 flip. Whatever. I like Goto's work. Ooh, wow. The IJWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champion match. Young Bucks retain the titles against Evil and Sonata in... Oh my god, I want to watch these tag teams wrestle forever. Forever. They play off of each other so well. Oh, the, I, I loved, I loved the spot where Evil or Sonata ran, tripped the Buck on the outside, not tagged in, he falls and hits his head. And then the other Buck does the same goddamn thing to his partner who wasn't tagged in at the same time and... Just mimicking each other's moves on the inside, on the outside. The double team moves, the reversals, the ending sequences. The near falls. My God. They hit them. The Evil and Sonata hit a Meltzer driver 
on a chair and the pin got broken up and that kind of set up the go home sequence which was delivered beautifully um, nothing to complain about from that tag team match nothing at all i want to watch these guys do more i hope the young box match at all in is something with evil and sonata i don't care if it's a triple threat a ring of honor crazy four-way tag i want the young bucks and evil and sonata in the ring in the ring oh my god i love those tag teams together that's just fun oh speaking of fun mid-card marquee tag match okada is the best okada right now right now i want him back at the top eventually too but oh my god seeing him so relaxed with the balloons having fun smiling demanding himself to start the match demanding that naito start it with him what a fun match what a fun match okada osprey they beat naito and bushi with osprey uh hitting the uh, stormbreaker on bushi i always forget the name of that crazy move crazy move this was fun i was really looking forward to this one just because you're seeing okada after he dropped the belt to omega at dominion Whew. He'd been champ. 12 successful title defenses in a row. He'd been champ for a long time. So it was fun to see him lighthearted, not having to carry the whole show on his back and stuff like that. Not that he was carrying shows on his back, but the main event, you feel extra pressure. And then I think that was very clear and evident in this marquee tag match. I had an absolute blast with that one. It's on the World app. It was live on Access TV, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Takahashi and Dragon Lee. I think back to that match, and I think, wow, what an awesome match. But that match is kind of like the Stone Cold Owen Hart match now because of the injury. You think back to the injury. You don't think about the finish. You don't think about the guy powering through the injury, risking his life. You think about that scary, poorly executed, dangerous spot that spiked a dude so hard on his neck he broke it. Reportedly. Through all reports I'm seeing, they're saying broken neck. He's 28 years old. Uh, and the well wishes on wrestling Twitter are freaking me out a little bit. I, I, I just, oh, I hope for the best. Really positive vibes. This is a scary spot. And I, I mean, the, the discussion being had is one I hope that occurs inside of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Stop with the head drops. Slow down on the head drops. Head drops, yes, one or two a match. But there's, oh, man. It's tough. That's tough because they have a different style. And, yes, Questioning that style is not defending WWE. There's separate things. That part kills me. Wrestling Twitter, we're better than that. Uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White. Juice beats Jay White to win the IWGP US Championship. People have been seeming to love this match, and here's the thing. I'm a big fan of Jay White. I like the Sling Bay character. I have loved his work since he came back, since Wrestle Kingdom, and a lot of people didn't weren't crazy about that match, but I have loved his matches, his title reign, his just shit character. I think it's been great. I think there's a future there. I hope that him dropping the belt of Juice means he's going up the card. I like Juice. Juice is a great story. Juice is fun as hell on the outside and on the inside, and I love it when he talks, and he's just a good story. But this match... <coughs> This match was a challenge for me to really enjoy because I do like thinking about logic every once in a while. And I know it's an illogical world. And I tell myself that every time I watch wrestling. But, and JR was beating my ass on this. They fought the entire match on the outside with weapons, guardrail spots, suplex spots, spots on spots on spots on spots, chaos, madness, anarchy, shenanigans. And the ref... Like, barely used the count out. Like, JR scream. What the fuck, JR scream? Uh, what's the count out now? 80? 
And like ten seconds later, these refs need to get their shit together. Ah, uh, I mean, uh, just that that stuff was really fun, and just, but yeah, it was fun. It was an EC style, ECW style match more than anything, and the the result and the the moment is fantastic. Juice winning is fantastic, fantastic for both men. And, of course, people are going to love that because it was a spot fest. It was a beat em up The guys worked their ass off and beat the shit out of each other, taking nothing away from that. It was a normal match that they fought for 15 minutes on the outside to no repercussions. Whew. More news coming out of the weekend. More controversial news coming out of the weekend. Where are we at here? Freaking Jim Ross. Jim Ross injured during the match. And we're going to show you the suplex. Jay White... Uh, sets um, uh, Juice up for a suplex into the guardrail after they were just chucking each other into the guardrail. Just chucking each other into the guardrail. And just two announcers got injured by the guardrails. The ring announcer and JR. Oh, absolutely crazy. They didn't connect the guardrails. People got hurt by them. The guardrail came back, hit the announce table. JR flipped off his chair. Boom. And then the other announcer... Uh, the Japanese ring announcer hurts his knee by the guardrail, drilling his knee. They mentioned it on commentary. You saw it. You saw him holding his knee. And uh, JR tweeted, for the record, the bump I took at, re at ringside at G1 San Francisco was not storyline-driven matter, nor was it disgust. I think I broke a rib. Couldn't put my roller bag in the overhead today after sleepless Saturday night. <laughs> Bix. Good job not connecting guardrails, everybody. <laughs> Two announcers getting injured by way of nobody connecting the guardrails really is a weird addition to all nights, all of last night's recklessness. Ah, uh, yeah. What did Melt Melter had a new uh, new report on Jr. today too? I believe this is just crazy. Jr. took a bump. I mean, and he was on commentary, and I thought it was <laughs> Barnett popped up. I mean, Barnett Barnett popped up, chased Jay White into the ring. I don't think it was written in. Uh, Josh Barnett chasing Jay White around like that, hopping off the booth. Oh, you did it now, motherfucker. He drops some strong, strong motherfucker. But, uh, oh, here we go. John Pollock of Post Wrestling reports an update on Jim Ross. He is currently in the ER and awaiting results due to a rib injury sustained at the Cal Palace card on Saturday. Said to be in a lot of pain. Oh, man, that's scary because those can lead to pneumonia, Lung and ribs issues. Ah, just absolutely crazy. Uh, the recklessness. That's Bick's got it right. That show was reckless. It was a reckless show. It was fun. It was fantastic. But it was all terrifying in all the same ways. That guy broke his neck. JR broke a rib. What the fuck? The Japanese ring announcer hurt his knee. This, this, that's a promotion issue. Those are promotion issues. There, these need to be, if guys are going to work like this, it has to be safer. People don't want to watch people die. Watching people die might be entertaining to some sick fucks, but I don't want to see guys break their neck. And I'm a big fan of the New Japan style. I truly am. I truly am. I'm a world subscriber. I have been since Wrestle Kingdom 11. So, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm so hip. I know, I know, I know. But, um, no, seriously, though. Crazy. Crazy. They, they got to clean that up. They got to clean that up a little. And uh, the head drops are scary. And obviously, they connect the goddamn fucking guardrails and warn your 66-year-old your commentators who have a history of health issues. Fuck. <sighs> oh, man. I'm not even done with that card yet. Juice 1. Super cool moment. 
Main event time, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the 66th, 66th champion of all time, Kenny Omega, defending the championship against Bullet Club, former BFF Cody, in his first title defense in the main event of the G1 Special. What a match this was. This was a fun match, a great story being told. Had a reckless, had a reckless touch to this one too, but the Bucks on the outside, Brandy on the outside, the shenanigans, the actual work, these guys killed it. These guys killed it. The timing was beautiful. Uh, double foot stomped through the table on the outside. There was a lot more guardrail spots. There was a lot more anarchy on the outside, but there was a lot more ref distraction, ref bumps, acknowledgement of the referee's existence in the main event, little things like that. Cody and Kenny, I got no complaints about the match besides that terrifying as fuck awesome bomb from Kenny to Cody to the outside. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Mark Cuban. That was fun. That was a fun show. Kenny retains after the match. The Bullet Club beats down Kenny and the Bucks. And then uh, Heyman comes out. Marty comes out. They get beat up by the Tonga. King Haku delivers the best pile driver in the industry still at like 56 years old. They get beat up by everyone. And then Cody comes out, has the chair, swerve, Hits Kenny and stuff like that. Cody announced on Twitter uh, yesterday that he was going away for a little bit. So Cody's going to be off the scene for just a little bit, I think. Uh, who knows what that means in Cody Rhodes' mind. All In is coming up. The dude took a, took some bumps. He took some bumps in this one. I hope he's not injured. but Because uh, he's been getting... He's had some rough matches this year. And rough, I mean that like black eyes, blood, beat up, physical. Cody Rhodes has picked up his game this year. For those that want to keep on hating, keep on hating. Because that dude has got himself so over. New Japan, Ring of Honor is using him brilliantly. He's brilliant on his own. Blown away by him and the Bucks. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on podcast row at StarCast. They have added a layer that the professional... The, excuse me. The Bucks and Cody Rhodes, they have added a layer to the professional wrestling industry that has been missing since TNA filled our souls with a little glimmer of false hope back in like 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. I'm not going far to say that they were going to overtake WWE, but there hasn't been much of competition. So yeah, he's going away for a little bit. And while we're on the topic of Cody, oh my goodness, Cody will face the NWA world heavyweight champion all as expected at September 1st, all in show Sear center, just outside of Chicago, in Chicago. But uh, Nick Aldis will defend 10 pounds of gold, the NW World Heavyweight Championship, against Flip Gordon, who is still not booked, but if Flip wins this match, he's the NWA title with a match against Cody Rhodes at All In. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's absolutely fantastic. Oh, no, that's awesome news. That's a, that's a beautiful storyline. Cody and them hyping up that Flip's not all in. He's not booked for all in. He's not booked. He's not booked. He's not booked. He's not booked. And now he's got a shot at 10 pounds of gold. You can see a triple threat at all in. You can see Cody versus Flip one-on-one with months of story. Oh, man. Good job. Good job. Good job. Everyone involved. Everyone involved. Flip gets his NWA title shot against Nick Aldis at Honor for All. July 20th in Nashville. Hit up Honor Club. Get that. That'll be fun. Flip is on a roll right now. He's on a roll right now, and he's going to get himself booked by default. And uh, Cody <laughs> Cody tweeted the, the video 
that the NWA put out on Twitter. Are you effing kidding me? Beautiful stuff on that end. Beautiful stuff. Uh, what else is out there to start the week off in wrestling? It is Monday evening about 5 p.m. Uh, Dojo Pro is available on Amazon Prime Video. 13 wrestlers uh, compete uh, for the Dojo Pro Black Belt, but the winner of this Amazon Wrestling Series also gets a shot at the Ring of Honor TV Championship. So the stakes are not unbelievably high, but it's a cool concept. It's a wrestling show that has a beginning and a defined end with one goal at the top with 13 guys going for it. It's fun. I'm uh, seeing a lot of the guys involved, recognizing a, non, a lot of names, rec- not recognizing some, but it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you if you are not a Prime member, you can rent or buy it on Amazon. It doesn't look like it's that much. Uh, Dojo Pro, Dojo Pro. They I believe they filmed these in Nashville, but yeah, that's on that's on Amazon Prime Video. Make sure to check that out. Uh, DojoPro.co or fire up that Amazon Prime app and check it out. I think that's gonna be some good wrestling fun. Good wrestling fun. But uh. Let's do some WWE news, some WWE, WWE injury updates. Let's see here. Sami Zayn uh, underwent his surgery to report the, to repair one of his rotator cuffs. Uh, he's got to have another one on the other rotator cuff, so that hell, that really sucks. He is said to hope to be back by early 2019. Uh, Ruby Riot sprained her left MCL June 29th. Uh, she shouldn't be out for long with that. Uh, Oni, Oni suffered a broken orbital bone at TakeOver Chicago. He's out for three months. That sucks. Nakamura is going to be evaluated Monday after a dog, a police dog bit him. Unbelievable. Uh, I found that report from lordsofpain.com. Uh, lordsofpain.net. Excuse me. Uh, the main event for SmackDown this week will be Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. So I guess Nakamura is cleared. We're on the road to Extreme Rules, so it's nice to see them kind of wrap something up with Nakamura and Styles, especially after who the hell knows what they had planned before Nakamura got bit by a damn police dog. Um, yeah, last week was the porta potty spot on Raw. It'll more, more Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens stuff on Raw. But oh yeah, Fandango... Fandango, he uh, he has tweeted that he'll be out of action for six months. And uh, Road Dog Jesse James tweeted, Healing vibes to you, my friend. So that sucks. Uh, I'd like to see Tyler Breeze go back to NXT during that time. You know, you can't just force him as a singles competitor. Keep him relevant. Keep him fresh. Keep him in tune with everything. And there's, it's not bad going back to NXT. It's work. You're getting better. Oh, next, the season finale. Season finale, we're not sure if it's a series finale, but we also don't know if it's coming back. Something else to wrestle on the WWE Network. We'll look at the CM Punk. We'll look at CM Punk in WWE. Bruce and Conrad will break that down. They will break down the recent lawsuit. This is fucking crazy. What Bruce and Conrad are bringing to the WWE Network, you never thought in a million years it would be on the WWE Network. TNA, CM Punk's recent lawsuit... Even though the WWE Network double-charged me for 16 months and refused to give me a refund, I'm still going to keep my subscription, and I'm still going to hype it up when they're doing good things, guys. Keep it up. That $9.99, it becomes a better deal every day, and uh, I'm not afraid to say that. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. That's about it 
to kick off the week in wrestling, we'll all touch base after Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. It'll probably be Sweetwater and I, but I wanted to try a little video stuff. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of talk over the weekend. A lot of talk. Uh, the NG, the New Japan style, the injuries, the Jim Ross incident. That is unheard of. That's unheard of. JR getting hurt like that. I wonder, I mean, is that on Jay White? Is that on New Japan? Is that on Juice? Is that on JR? <laughs> Who's that on? Your announcer got hurt. You injured two announcers, did a scary, awesome bomb, and one of your guys broke his neck. That was your show in the U.S. I'm rooting for you, but you got to clean it up. So, yeah, that'll be it. That's So Brave and brought to you by Tardy's Collector Corner. GR Comic Con, GRComicCon.com. You can find me on Twitter at Benjamin S. Raven. I will not be live tweeting Raw tonight. I have a friend's birthday party to go to. Tuesday, I'll be back for SmackDown. Uh, I should be in Grand Rapids with Drew on Thursday, if all things go according to plan, with a podcast interview to bring you guys. Not going to say anything because we got to get it booked first, but I'm excited for what's coming. StarCast, all in. It keeps getting better. Follow along. Court underscore of underscore nerds on Twitter with the court of nerds.com, court of nerds on Facebook. I'm Benjamin Raven. This has been That's So Braven. Uh, we're about a week, we are a week removed from Extreme Rules, so stick with me on that one. Uh, Kevin Owens and Braun, cage match I'm expecting. Roman and Bobby, Seth and Dolphin, an Iron Man match, 30 minute Iron Man match, so an Iron Boy match, as I like to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird, but WWE does not feel like the focal point of the wrestling, 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 wrestling world. And that's new. It's uncharted territory. And that speaks to the appeal of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Cody and the Bucks, because the conversation is changing. And I'm not changing the conversation. I'm just looking at the stories being presented in WWE and just seeing the fuck am I supposed to talk about? The biggest WWE story of the weekend is Ronda Rousey getting inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame and Brock Lesnar calling out Daniel Cormier who just won the heavyweight and light heavyweight championship. So, eh. Brock is expected to get his UFC heavyweight championship shot early 2019. Uh, he might defend the WWE Universal title by 2020, I'm hearing sources say. Oh, oh yeah, I'm done talking now.